Me? I have an impact on world issues? Hey, welcome. Welcome to this episode of Hard Travels with Pokia. Hey, welcome. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for wanting to know what impact you can have to help, you know, with a positive change, the change that we need in regards to, uh, you know, the climate problems that we have and the world issues we are now facing, uh, you know, in these times of transformation. Because yes, you do have an impact on climate change on and worldwide issues, even if you don't focus on them, even if you don't follow the news, or ha- even if you don't have an opinion about it, you still have an impact. And that impact goes way beyond you recycling your garbage, for instance, or you know, trying to convince anybody of your point of view, which, you know, according to your ego, which, you know, my ego is always saying that my point of view is the right view. <laughs> but, you know, your impact go, goes way beyond that. And in this podcast, I want to talk about the energetic influence you have on world issues or society issues. So, you know, I will show you what your impact is and what you can do to positively and effectively impact Mother Earth and the human collective. And, you know, this goes way further than finding solutions to problems or having a positive impact on the people you meet. I mean, understanding this will give you an idea about the true power you have as a human. And, you know, I think we are facing these worldwide issues right now. And one of the positive effects it might have on humanity is that they understand more about the true power that they have. You know, sometimes you need a big, 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 big problem um, to understand that you have the power to uh, change it. So, you know, uh, I've talked about it in an earlier episode and, um, you know, the human collective and Mother Earth are going through a major, major transformation. And symptoms of this transformation that, you know, we all see are, for instance, COVID-19, of course, you know, who isn't fed up with talking about it. (laughs) Uh, but other symptoms are, you know, the unrest that there is in nature that you can see in the hurricanes or the storms or all the fires that are raging. Um, you can see it in the restlessness or the uncertainty in society. I mean, there's lots of conflicts. Uh, there's people rebelling against old systems. Uh, there's also this us versus them mentality that's really growing, which, you know, that's kind of unsettling to me because I don't like that. Uh, you know, there's there's people losing themselves in all kinds of conspiracy, conspiracy theories and there is a lot of uncertainty about what the future may look like because the world and humanity is in this time of change. So, you know, I want to talk to you about the impact that you can have on all of that. 
yes, you know, it's weird to even think about it from our old thinking. But yes, you can have an impact on hurricanes and storms. You can have an impact on the climate change and you can have an impact on how people in society are doing. Um, And, you know, so talking about that or thinking about that, I was thinking, okay, how, how can I explain what your impact is? So, you know, I want to start on another um, point exact, uh, you know, I want to, how do I say this? I want to start from a different point and then work my way to the impact that you have. So, you know, usually when I when I think about these kind of things, I start to think about the laws of the universe, the laws of nature. And, uh, you know, somebody is talking about a lot about the law of attraction is Abraham Hicks. And, you know, I've heard Abraham say something that stood out to me was one that is under the influence of source is a million times more impactful than one who isn't. So, you know, a million times more impact when I am under the influence of source. What does that mean? Under the influence of source. And how do I know that I am or am not under the influence of source? And what is this impact that I can have? How does that work? Well, these are the questions that I would like to answer in this episode. Because yes, I want to have an impact on the human collective and on the transformation we're going through. Don't you? I mean, you might think, but, you know, I had nothing to do with the manifestation of all these symptoms. I had nothing to do with the manifestation of the fires in California or of COVID-19. You know, there's nothing that I can do to stop all of this from manifesting or, you know... All of this cannot be controlled by humans. Can it? Now, you know, it was quite, I think it was in my early 20s that I was talking to a piano player and she studied piano on the conservatory to just take it a whole different direction. Um, But it's going to show you uh, some some very important uh, lessons. Because she was, you know, studying piano And she was telling me that in some theoretic lessons, they told her that every sound that she had heard in her life was archived in her subconscious. It was filed in her subconscious. Now think about what that means. Your subconscious is filled with all the sounds that you have heard, all the smells that you've smelled, how everything that you ate has tasted, So, all your sensory observations. And, you know, all these sensory observations have led to conclusions that you came to because of these situations. Now, this is, of course, true for this lifetime, but also for all past lifetimes you've had. And you must have had thousands 
So everything you have experienced experienced in this life and previous life lives is stored in your subconscious. Now chances are huge that you have lived several lives. For instance, during medieval times. I mean, in those times, there was an even bigger dis- distinction between those who were in charge and those that had to listen and, and obey to those that were in charge. Yes, you know, the people in charge, of, of course, wanted you to believe that you alone had no impact, that there was nothing that you could do. That was just easier for them to make you believe that, because then you would not rebel, you would just do your job for them. I mean, even religion wanted you to believe that, because a lot of times it were the religious people that were in charge. They made you believe that playing small was the best thing to do. I mean, they said, listen to the preacher. The preacher knows you don't know anything. You have to obey the preacher or otherwise there will be no place for you in heaven. Now, you know, I don't, of course, know about your beliefs and if you have a clue of what they are. But the chances are huge that you too have a belief that your impact on the world and on the human collective is so itsy-bitsy tiny that it makes no sense to even consider what your impact could be. But what if? What if the impact that you can have is way bigger than you ever thought possible? Now, I was going on some research uh, and I found uh, this, I think it's a business, um, it's a scientific business that does research. They're called Heart Math. And on their website, uh, because I know they've done uh, research about the impact of the... Well, I will just tell you in a minute. Um, But this is... uh, They're saying a lot, and they've done a lot of research about uh, what the individual's impact on the whole of humanity is. Now, for instance, if I mean, if if you want to look at the uh, the research, just go to heartmath.org/slash/research. Wow. So you know, uh, one of the things they say, and I quote them: they say there is experimental evidence that human bio-emotional energy can have a subtle but significant scientifically measurable, non-local effect on people, events, and organic matter. It is becoming clear that a bioelectromagnetic field, such as the ones radiated by the human heart and brain of one person, can affect other individuals and the global information field environment. Now, this global information field environment. Uh, I've talked in in past episodes, I think it was even the last episode, where I talked about the quantum field. Uh, And I think that's what they mean. They mean the quantum field. Now, they go on. For example, 
Research conducted in our laboratory has confirmed the hypothesis that when an individual is in a state of heart coherence, the heart radiates a more coherent electromagnetic signal into the environment, and that individual that is sending out this more uh, coherent electromagnetic signal is more sensitive to detecting the information in the fields radiated by others. Of all the organs, the heart generates the largest rhythmic electromagnetic field, one that is approximately 100 times stronger than the one the brain produces. And this field can be detected several feet from the body with sensitive magnetometers. This magnetic field provides a plausible mechanism for how we can feel or sense another person's presence and emotional state independent of body language or other factors. Um, that's how far the quote of heart math goes right now. Because they, you know, they talk about a subtle, non-local, measurable effect. Non-local. Which, it's not local. Well, measurable effect that the bioelectromagnetic field of your heart, especially your heart, because it's so much more powerful than the bioelectrical magnetic field of your brain. But they're talking about this effect that this field, this magnetic field of your heart has. And they say that the bioelectromagnetical field that comes from your heart affects others and the global information field environment. So the magnetic field of your heart also affects the quantum field. Now, they go on uh, talking about a study conducted in 1993. And they say, a study conducted in 1993 in Washington, D.C. showed a 25% drop in the crime rate when 2,500 meditators meditated over specific periods of times of time, which means that a relatively small group of a few thousand were able to influence a much larger group. Interesting, right? They go on saying, the question was then posed that if crime rates could be decreased, could a group of meditators also influence social conflicts and wars? Hey, now it's getting interesting. A similar experiment was done during the peak of the Israel-Lebanon war in the 1980s. Uh, Dr. Charles Alexander and John Davies at Harvard University organized groups of experienced meditators in Jerusalem, Yugoslavia and the United States to meditate and focus attention, uh, attention on the area at various intervals over a 27-month period. 
And after controlling statistically for weather changes, Lebanese, Muslim, Christian and Jewish holidays, police activity, fluctuation in group sizes and other variant influences during the course of the study, researchers calculated the levels of violence in Lebanon decreased decreased 40 to 80 percent each time a meditating group was in place with the largest reductions occurring when the number of meditators was the largest during these periods the average number of people killed during the war per day dropped from 12 to 3 a decrease of more than 70%. And war-related injuries declined by 68%. The intensity level of conflict, another of the study's measures, decreased by 48%. So, this means that a group of people meditating, being under the influence of source actually had a huge impact on crime rates and on war and conflicts. Wow! And, they go on saying, further on, if living systems are indeed interconnected and communicate with each other via such biological and electromagnetic fields, it stands to reason that humans can work together in a co-creative relationship to consciously increase the coherence, coherence is a really important word, they can uh, consciously increase the coherence in the global field environment. Likewise, it also makes sense that the field environment distributes the information it may contain to all living systems within the field. Hold on a second. What are they saying? Likewise, it also makes sense that the field environment, so this energetic field, distributes information that it holds to all living systems within the field. So this quantum field, we are uh, a force or, or we are of impact on this quantum field and the quantum field has an impact on all living systems within the field. Now, the Earth, Mother Earth, that's a living system within the quantum field, right? <laughs> so, you know, HeartMath did another study they studied the magnetic field of the Earth, because, you know, that's been, uh, how do you say, measured for over decades. So they had these measurements, and they combined that with a study of the magnetic field of the human heart. Because, you know, as you now know, the human heart has a magnetic field that is a hundred times more powerful than the magnetic field of the brain. And they found that there was a significant disruption in the magnetic field of the Earth on, drumroll, 9-11. Of course, 15 minutes after the planes flew into the Twin Towers. 
Now, of course, they ask themselves, why was this disruption in the magnetic field of the Earth 15 minutes after the planes flew into the towers? And they found out that 15 minutes after that it had occurred, the news came on TV. 15 minutes after the attack, people saw it on TV and their emotions, so their heart, so the magnetic field of their heart was affected. So they saw that the effect that this news had on the hearts of people, on the magnetic field of the hearts of people, had an effect on the magnetic field of the earth. Wow. I mean, when I first heard this, I was like, wow, you know, this must be true. This feels like truth to me. We are all one. That's what the spiritual people always say. So, yes, we are one with Mother Earth. We are connected with Mother Earth. And, you know, it's something that these indigenous people, the people that we say, you know, don't have civilization, but these indigenous people, they have known this since the beginning of time. They've been saying we are interconnected with Mother Earth. Now, all this means is that when you are in a coherent state, and I will talk about it in a bit what that is, you contribute to the coherency of the whole of the human collective. Plus, because we are so interconnected with Mother Earth, a coherent state can also influence storms, fires, and hurricanes. And I, I, I actually want to take it even a bit further than uh, heart math is doing. I think that the fires, COVID-19, the hurricanes, social unrest, these are all manifestations that we as a humanity have attracted. These are manifestations of old emotions coming from the collective subconscious. Because, yes, as a humanity, we have a collective subconscious. You, as one person, have a personal subconscious. You know, this is how it works, in my experience anyway. You as a person are 10% conscious and 90% subconscious. And like I said earlier on, in that subconscious, everything you have experienced in all of your lifetimes is stored there. So in the collective subconscious, in the collective human subconscious of the whole of humanity, everything that every person uh, has uh, come to conclusions or all the, the situations they were in are stored in the human collective subconscious. Now, you are 10% conscious and 90% subconscious. And with that total of 100% of energy that you send out, you attract your reality. Now, of course, the same goes for the human collective. Why would that work any different? 
the human collective as a whole is also attracting rendezvous with situation and ideas and, uh, you know, the reality that we are experiencing right now as a humanity. Same as you. And the attraction power comes from 10% of conscious energy and thoughts and emotions and 90% of subconscious energy, thoughts and emotions. So we as a humanity have attracted COVID, hurricanes and fires and all of that with our collective subconscious. Now, if you look at a person and... If you as a person have an unwanted manifestation, something you don't want, I mean, it's not there to prove to you how little power you have. It's there to show you what is really important, what it is that you really want, to, be, to get more specific about what you really want, and to show you what works and what doesn't. To, but to also show you what your real power is, and that, yes, you always do have the power to change it. So I think that that is also what this whole situation is showing to the human collective. Yes, we have attracted it, and yes, it is within our power to change it. And of course, you know, like I said, this podcast is about what you can do. So, this heart-brain coherence that heart math has been talking about, with which we are of a positive impact on the coherence of the world and the coherence of the human collective as a whole. Now, I read on their website, and I'm just, you know, again reading you this quote, Brain and heart coherence is simply a state of unity and integration of mind, body and spirit. When our thoughts, intentions and actions seamlessly align. Now, people call it, I mean, I know my sons call it being in the zone. You know, that's what people that do sports, they call it being in the zone. My sons both, both know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about, were you in the zone? You know, this is like a state of flow. And you also feel kind of this state when you are in a state of meditation. Everything flows. This means that the best thing you can do for the world and humanity as a whole is to be in that brain and heart coherence. Because then you contribute to the coherence of the human collective. So the internal work that you do, I mean, I, I want to talk about it just for, for a little bit, because I've heard, I, I mean, I, I'm following quite some people that are channeling, some are channeling extraterrestrials or other non-physical beings. And there was one, I don't even remember who it was or who he was channeling, but he was channeling a group of extraterrestrials that wanted to help us. And they were saying, you know, you are trans in a big transformational period, uh, period of time on your world. 
And the most important thing you can focus on is your internal work. I mean, that's just saying it really, really simply. The internal work that you do will not only help you as an individual, but it will help humanity as a whole. That is the impact that your energy has when it is coherent. Now, Abraham is saying, when you have this coherent state, when you, and they call it when you, when you are under the influence of source, then your impact is a million times bigger than one who isn't. Now, of course, there are a number of ways to get there into this coherent state, into this heart-brain coherency. Uh, what you can do, I mean, it's actually quite simple, just Google it. Heart-brain coherency. You'll get a really simple, There's, I think there's a YouTube video of uh, Greg Braden uh, explaining it. So, you know, there are a number of ways to get there in this heart-brain coherency. And, you know, I am totally convinced that being under the influence of source is our most important homework. Our most important and effective way to solve the problems we are facing. I mean, it goes for you personally, but it goes for us as a human collective as well. So... You know, I hope you had some insights. I hope you got an idea of the impact that you can have with your energy. And I hope that you're going to do your homework. Because you're not just doing your homework for you as a person. You're doing it for all of us for the people around you, the people you love, for your children, for your parents, for your friends, for, for everyone around you. Now, if you want to know more about the studies of heart math, I told you, look uh, on the internet for heartmath.org slash forward research. And you can read all about the studies that they have done and the studies that I've quoted in this podcast. Okay, I want to thank you for listening. You, I hope you have a great time. I don't have to hope you have a great time with your heart brain co coherency because I know if your heart and brain are in this coherency state, life is great. <laughs> so I don't have to hope. I know that you will have a great time with this. Uh, so, you know, I want to invite you to practice it a lot to really see it as the most important thing that you can do. I mean, we as humans, we, we have been taught by the old thinking that the only impact I have is by the actions that I do. But hey, you know, actions coming from non-coherency have very little impact or creational power towards what you want. And actions coming from a coherent state of energy of you have, well, Abraham said it, a million times more impact. So, uh, you know, I hope I've convinced you that this is the most important thing you can do on any level. Do your internal work.
Okay, thank you for listening. Till next time, the next episode of Heart Travels with Baukje. Bye-bye.